This podcast is brought to you by Lily of the Valley Farm Retreat. Come together at Lily of the Valley. Current coffee roasters. If you are feeling stuck or exhausted as an entrepreneur or just in general in your season of life, and you are thinking if something can come out of this messy situation, you will love today's episode. My conversation with Nolene, the founder and director of BioCure South Africa, which, by the way, has been there for more than 10 years, will leave you inspired, encouraged, and challenged, especially in a messy season. And this will definitely bring out a strong message in your life. So stay tuned till the very end. I am your host, Norbert Elnar. And you're listening to Making a Masterpiece. Hey guys, welcome to today's show. And we are so honored today to go to the mother city in Cape Town, South Africa. And today we have a special guest. We are talking to the founder and director of BioCure. This company specializes in commercial and industrial odor control and grease trap. And they have been in the waste and environmental protection and sustainability industry for quite some time. It sounds intense, but it is a huge honor for me to talk to Nolene Samuels. And Nolene, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes. Nolene, well, first of all, you run a business that not a lot of people are familiar with what you do. I feel like this is the kind of business that people just walk into a place that everything is clean. Nobody knows what really is going on behind the scenes. So can you please take us to this journey of what is it that BioCure actually does? Right, so we find ourselves on the messy side of things. Waste is generated everywhere, every day of our lives, in our homes, where we work, if you think about any space that you occupy as a human being, is waste that's generated. So what we do is we offer products and services to our customers, business to business predominantly, and where people gather, shopping centers, hotels, schools, old age homes, you name it, wherever there's a gathering of people and people are using facilities, even office buildings, we come in and we provide our products and our services. As you can imagine, waste that is generated is not pleasant. If you think about, you have to flush the toilet, it's actually going to go somewhere. <laughs> and that is the kind of waste that we deal with. And then we also do offer services where we dispose of waste in a safe, sustainable and environmentally safe way. Our products are all green. It's 100% safe. We treat a lot of bad odors, which is as a result of waste that is generated. It's often what we provide, our main product that we provide to our customers currently. So yes, we make sure that you leave the space fresh and clean and your experience when you go to these places are pleasant. And so we deal with our, the facilities, managers, and people that run these various places. Wow. So you're technically the unsung heroes of the spaces that people enjoy because nobody actually thinks yes. where these things go. Exactly. Only when there's a problem, then people will, will complain and say something if there's a bad odor or if 
there's a spillage of some sort, something went wrong, and you get this terrible smell or you see the waste physically. And generally, we take away complaints. Wow. Yeah. Okay, you are in the messy business. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I like that. But you know what? It, even in this mess, you have a strong message right there. Yes. So, okay. BioCure has been for more than a decade, and basically you deal with everything waste. And, you know, it's a business that sort of like, what, how do you describe that? It's something that people do not necessarily engage immediately because yes. it's sort of like hidden. Yes. But I also want to know what is the hidden secret that you're able to last already very long in the industry? The secret, it is not a secret, firstly. <laughs> but what we really believe is that we are a kingdom business. First and foremost, business is something that we are entrusted with. So both my husband and myself are in the business. And very early on, we realized that there's a reason we have a business and we have this opportunity. And regardless of what we do and what we sell, the responsibility is that we get to steward this gift. It is the people, the products, what we do. It's all encompassing. It's not just what we're selling, but it's actually the business as a whole and what it is capable of achieving if we stick to those principles. Okay, you mentioned a kingdom business, but before we go deeper into the idea of a kingdom business, because I think a lot of our listeners have that idea and might already have a preconceived notion of what a kingdom business is, you know, yeah. like they might think that it has to do something with church or children or saving yeah. and, and all of these are good, but Obviously, we have a different situation here, but I'm just a little bit curious. In the very beginning, did you ever dream of running a business like this? Absolutely no. It was not a dream. <laughs> if you think about the spaces and the places we go to, it was definitely not a dream to be there. But business as a whole, there was a dream to always own a business mm -hmm. and be involved as an entrepreneur to have my own business one day was always the dream. But yeah, definitely in the space and the, the place that I'm involved in currently. Wow. So that was not the natural desire to be in this industry, but you ended up doing it. So how did you fall in love with the industry that wasn't necessarily your first choice? Does that make sense? I didn't fall in love with the industry. What I fell in love with was the fact that we get to provide solutions in that industry. And up to this point, none of us like going into waste areas. We don't like the um, places that we have to go to. I often say to our, our staff, what you're doing is really messy. And down there with cleaning and those kinds of professions is not pleasant. But what we get to do is we get to enhance the spaces that people occupy. And actually, if you were on the receiving end, you'd be very appreciative of somebody that's behind the scenes doing what you're doing. So with that in mind, it's that aspect that you get to fall in love with. It's that you are solving a problem for others and that you're enhancing the spaces that you're going to. And you're leaving something better off than it was before. And that's the part that I enjoy. Absolutely. It's not necessarily where we go. 
that I think that's very important to emphasize because a lot of the guys think that it's all glitz and glamour when you're doing business. And I mean, there's the forefront of the business, but like you guys are literally the ones who are technically go to the uncharted territories. But I think because the heart behind it is so real. And again, I think well done to your team, you know, but then that adds really the real value of what you do, of what you get to do. And I love that. Oh, wow. Nolene, I have another question. Like as a seasoned entrepreneur and as a faith person, did you ever find it hard to bridge the gap between business and ministry? You said you're a kingdom business. Was it always the format or was it hard to determine both? And can you explain us, please, what happens in that situation? Honestly, in the first probably 10 years of the journey, I believe that business and kingdom and ministry is all different areas of your life and you need to run them individually and when you're in business you know there's roles and things that you need to stick to and when you're in church or ministry you know maybe you get called to a ministry and that's your thing Um, and I always felt that these were separate things that we are involved in until I had my revelation moment and I realized that, hang on, there was a disconnect in my life. You know, I felt I needed to be authentic in and out of business. I had to be myself, whether I'm busy in church, whether I'm at home with my kids or whether I'm in business, it needs to be the same person. So then how is that possible? How are you going to be authentic if you need to separate yourself? You know, traditionally you think, oh, when you're in business, as a female specifically, you need to behave a certain way. You need to, you know, have this confidence and there's certain things that you need to do to be successful. And I I was wrong. When I started realizing that I can be authentically me and God has called me specifically to use what's in my hands, which happened to be a business. He wanted that to be my ministry and not necessarily me still trying to do something outside of business. And I'm tired because how am I going to do ministry, run a home and a business? You know, I'm, I'm supposed to be good at all these things. I'm supposed to be serving in all these aspects of my life. And I was really exhausted. And then I realized, but hang on, I deal with staff. I deal with clients. I have an opportunity to impact somebody's life by giving them a job, make a difference in somebody's life by giving them employment, solving problems for my customers. We get to solve, you know, issues for them. And so hang on, actually, I am in ministry every single day, you know. And so this is when I had the light bulb moment for myself and I realized I get to have my own ministry within my business and nobody needs to know anything. It's just that I had that switch where I get to serve every single person that I interact with every day. Wow. Absolutely. That's an absolute wow. So take us back to the moment when you said you had a revelation and then when you had this light bulb moment, you had a switch. Yes. What was the significant switch that took place that was really implemented and carried on into your company? Because you have a big organization, like for 10 years, for the kind of job that you do, and you are the one leading it. It is a significant shift in the ship. How did that switch practically look like? Uh, So we were faced with the decision 
after 10 years of growing organically and just surviving in business, because that first couple of years, you just want to survive and, you know, make sure that you're profitable and all these things. We had to choose. We got to a crossroads and we're like, okay, you can either go backwards because you're growing. It demands a level of thinking and it demands certain decisions that you need to make in your business. Do we go forward? Do we choose to grow? And if we choose to grow, it's going to mean that we need to grow (laughs) individually Mm -hmm. first so that we can handle the growth. We then need to go and look for the resources and the people and everything that goes with growth and step into that. Or do we just stay like we are? And eventually we'll, you know, you'll die. You can't stay in business. You can't stay the way you are. So we made the decision to grow. And in that decision, this is what we were faced with. The realization that now it's going to mean that you're on a journey of growth, self-development and all these things that you need to do. And in that process, it's when I had the light bulb moment because I was like, how am I going to do all of this? Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm choosing to grow and why am I choosing to grow? I don't actually want all the money because traditionally, if you say you want to grow your business, it's because you want more money. You want profit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you want to scale yeah. it. You make this thing massive. That wasn't resonating with me. I'm like, okay, I'm choosing to grow, but it's not for that reason. So what? What is the reason, you know? The point is you're sort of like comfortable in the space you're in. Like there's nobody's asking you to grow. Yes. <laughs> and I'm fine. I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy to. I don't need a lot. All the things I had on my vision board when I was young was ticked off already. So like I didn't actually have these massive material goals that I still wanted to, to get. I, I was fine. I'm comfortable. And so in that decision and in that wrestle, I realized, but hang on, if we're saying this is God's business then, and we're choosing to grow, then I need to do something with this. Then, then there's a responsibility that I need to carry. And it was in that wrestling that I realized, but hang on, if God has given a business to us, to steward then we need to grow it because it's like the parable of the talents. Talents, you can't bury it. You actually have to take it, multiply it, and and work with it. That means this is being entrusted to us. That means this is our ministry. And then that's how I got the revelation that, okay, so the money isn't actually for us. It is actually for God. And he's entrusted the business to us, not because it's separate and we must create wealth and, you know, from that wealth, you know, give it to the poor or do our ministry on the side. And and it was all of these things that came, started making sense to me when I was questioning why, you know, why are we doing this? Wow, that's amazing. That's very encouraging. And I know like as business owners, we can relate to that, you know, that season of like you're trying to survive. You try to make sure your payroll is right. You're trying to make sure the product is excellent. But then, you know, with hearing it from you, who's been there for quite some time, that's really like refreshing to know that you still go through seasons like that. Now, I'm also just wondering, you said that, let me emphasize that, that it's very important that the leader gets this whole idea because you're the ones leading the entire ship. What were your practical steps to even embrace the growth? Because I know when change starts to roll, it is really intimidating, especially if a big 
vision and mandate on your life. And then suddenly you're sort of like, how do I tackle this giant? What were your practical steps or solutions? Did you call a meeting? Did you take your team out? What did you do? So firstly, I realized that we grew to the capacity that we exposed our mindset to. So we, had, we were stuck because we weren't capable of moving forward because we were not prepared. Our minds were not prepared for it. And so the first thing I did, which was very hard for me personally, mm-hmm. was to go and look for a mentor because I knew I am now stuck. I mm-hmm. can't think beyond my own mind. And what I've been exposed to for the last 10 years, I'm going to need help. And that's something I struggle with personally, because I'm generally motivated to get things done and, you know, get it right and in all aspects of my life. So I struggle to go and ask for help. So that was the first step. It was actually going to look for wow. somebody to help. That's very humbling, hey? It's very humbling. And we, we joined a business. We found a business coach. And that's how it all basically started. It was asking for help, looking out there going, there's people that's further along on the path. Surely there's somebody that can help us and, and, and give us guidance and who can we ask? And that's what we did. And we found a mentor and worked with a mentor for a while, at least three, four years. In fact, I have many now <laughs> subsequent to that. I've now discovered that this is actually a good thing for all aspects of your life, not just for business. So it's anyone that you look up to, whether it's in marriage, parenting, somebody that's got wisdom, that's walked the path, that's been through it, that can give you guidance and that's willing to. And often people are willing to share. It's just that we need to ask. And so that's what we did in the business. And and that definitely elevated and took us forward with regards to the next step. That is so, so helpful. And I think a lot of our listeners will find that really relevant because when you're a leader, there's a certain expectation from your people, from yourself, but then you know that a mentor learning from someone who's really has gone ahead of you, who has more knowledge in certain fields, that can be a humbling experience, but also it's an investment for growth, really. Yes. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> that's amazing. I just want to end our conversation, Nolene, with this. In the span of years that you were leading this business, and I know you have so many plans to implement for growth, at this point of your life, um, what do you pray? Like, what are your prayers uh, to God? How do they sound like? And what do you think was your key value that kept you going all these years? So my prayers are pretty much the same every single day. The Bible speaks about asking for wisdom and God gives it freely. And there's a still small voice. I always say, you know, there's been times in business that you go, I've got the sense that I must do this, or I feel like I should be doing that. And I know that is the Holy Spirit. So I pray every single day that I am attentive to that inner voice mm-hmm. and that I'm positioning myself to hear because there's also a scripture that says you can plan things in your heart, but God directs your steps. Amen. So 
I have a lot of plans. I have all these things, dreams and all these things inside of me. And I know another revelation for me was that I know that God actually designed me the way I am. And all these things inside me, it's actually from him. It's not a fabrication. I'm not imagining God has placed so many different things inside of me. And business is one element. So my prayers are that I hear his voice in all aspects of my life. And that's my main prayer every single day because I want to be a good parent. I want to be a good business owner. I want to steward the gifts that he's given me well, not just business. And I want to be a good wife. Mm. And I would love to have a legacy of, you know, when I leave the earth one day that I've left it in a better way and I've contributed to that. And so that's my prayer every single day is that I am attentive to what is it that you want me to do, God, and not be caught up too much in my to-do list because that is my default. I have lots of lists, (laughs) but I need to be, you know, just listen to that voice every single day. If you could give an encouragement to a starting entrepreneur or someone who's currently in the journey but having a hard time and doesn't see the kingdom in the business what would that be yeah it's very hard to see when you look around you there is always a lot to do and a lot to accomplish and a lot of generally negativity i mean that's just a given it's the media thrives off of the negativity so when you look around it's very hard to stay positive but what i believe is If you have a dream inside your heart, like I said earlier on, it is placed inside of you. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's your imagination and and it's interwoven inside of you. So go for it, you know. You can only know if you're on the right track if you make a move. You're not going to know if you stand still and you wait and you question and you doubt. Those things don't move you forward. In fact, you get stuck in a place and the years can go by and you never make a move. And so my encouragement is take the next step. Do one thing and then the next thing and then the next thing. And who knows, you'll be surprised by the journey. It might end up better than you could have imagined. And even if it doesn't, you will be stronger for the experience. Everything that I've been through, I literally can look back and go, okay, now I know why that happened. Oh, yes, that hard time. Oh, yeah, that prepared me for this situation. And every brave step you take, there will be a reward for it because you would have learned something and you would have grown and you would have um, accomplished something. So my advice is start. Take one step. Find people that can encourage you, that can help you, that's been on the journey and let them walk with you and ask questions and look around. There are lots of helpful people around and say a prayer. Amen. (laughs) Amen to that. Wonderful. I can go on and on. This has been such a very inspiring conversation, Nolene. I mean, we love what you guys are doing. Thank you for keeping a lot of places and spaces safe and clean and smelling good. You know, when, when people notice that, people notice and appreciate really when the place is clean. And you yes. guys are doing an amazing job. Thank you for inspiring us today. And thank you. thank you for being on the show. And please 
keep us updated on what's going to happen next because we're really, really excited. How can people get hold of you and your company? Well, Best Place is our website. We are busy revamping everything. The waste industry doesn't have to be boring and put you off. So we're hoping our brand can bring some freshness and some inspiration to the industry that we find ourselves in. And so we're busy with the revamp, but the website biocure.co.za, that's where you can find everything. Yes, that's biocure.co.za. Wow. Thank you, Noreen. It was such an honor to have you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And keep up the good work. This podcast is brought to you by Lily of the Valley Farm Retreat. Come together at Lily of the Valley. Current Coffee Roasters. 